right, guys. Welcome to the Morning Skate, episode 274. The all-star break is upon us. Uh, got your host, Ked, here. I'm joined by Brownie. Brownie, how's it going, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. We are, <clears throat> once again, we have a presenting sponsor, the same presenting sponsor, Puck Cups. Yes. Uh, this is uh, Maya Culpa before the Maya Culpas. With Ked traveling from work, me being busy, my wife having COVID, and my truck having issues. I do sound like a country song. Um we kind of dropped the ball on our, our Puck Cups promotion, so we are revamping it. We are going again with Puck Cups. If you follow at Puck Cups and tag the morning skate, you will be entered in a drawing to win a set of Puck Cups for Valentine's Day. Nice gift. Uh, actually, you should follow Puck Cups. You, I don't know if you saw. They, they had some uh, custom ones. They put out the logo on their social medias. Really nice. So we'll be promoting it. You got a couple of weeks to do it, but I suggest you mash that follow button and tag us. Yeah, that was a for sure Mia Culpa before the Mia Culpa. Also, shout out to Mia Culpa, who's emailing us. I love that. Oh, yeah. Love Did you see that? I was going to ask you. She reached out. Did you see that? Yeah, well, I, I introduced that. you guys, and then she emailed. Have made, you responded to whole day. No, not yet, dude. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I got to figure out what I got to say. <laughs> Uh, it's just an email, man. Yeah, it's just an email, but shout out to her. Um, Brownie, what's going on? You keep talking about like this uh, polar vortex or whatever. That yeah, is. there's a polar vortex on its way, apparently. Uh, it's going to be negative six and negative nine at night. It's going to be crazy. There's all kinds of people already freaking out. Like, if you, you got to keep your heat at like 70 to keep your house warm, you got to boil water to add, you know, people are going crazy. But yeah, it's supposed to be super cold uh, Friday, Saturday. Uh, and then next, it's going to be 50 degrees next week outside yeah. of Boston. You got to act like you've been there before. Exactly. Oh, there'll be a huge, bless you. There'll be a huge run at the uh, grocery store, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So make sure you're buying bread and milk. And, yeah, make you know. sure you're stocking up. Uh, that also means pond hockey season's on the horizon. So that'll That's be true. Cool. Shout out to my yeah. boy Christian. I'm thinking I'm going to try to – you remember when I went up and skated at that rink and the dude has the old Glens Falls uh, Civic Center boards and it's like yeah, yeah. a Zamboni? I'm going to try to get up there and do a little bit more content this winter. So I'm looking at that. Do it on a Saturday. If you do it, on a, if you do it late enough on a Saturday, I'll drive down. Oh, dude, we could do that 100%. I could just ask him. He would be all for that. Who else? Hal could drive. Who else is close? Hal, Hal's not driving, dude. Uh, around here. Who else I is mean, close? Wild Bill's three hours away. I think he's go. in New York. We got uh, <coughs> Anna Isles guy, I think, is kind of around here. So, Yeah, he should be happy now with his new Bo Horvat jersey. Yeah, I think, think we get too cold. He he would he would hate it. Actually, so. if, if you had to pick someone as a wild card to show up, Fink would be my choice. Preston would probably might oh, be. Oh yeah, player. but then Preston, sort of might, wild card Preston might show up ever. with like he might show up with like a whole bunch of luggage and be like, "I heard you got a free room over the bar, and I'm staying for a while." Yeah, I'm gonna get away from all these kids. I need to be a resident. Uh, all right, yeah, let's. We have a big podcast. We're just gonna yeah, hop in, in, man. Mia Culpa's. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the morning skates Mia Culpa's with Ked and Brownie. Buddy, so, like- I got to brainstorm what I'm gonna email to her, but what do we got? All right, we're light on the mea culpas. We uh, last week or last podcast, uh, the three stars. We did not play the music. Apparently, all right. So here, here's one for you. I'm I'm almost off the weed, so th- this we should be pretty running. Speaking good. of off the weed, so my wife has my wife had COVID. She's out. Well, kind of, and she's immunocompromised. So she ten days in isolation. <sighs> I have a six year old, so that means it's single parent time. 
Yeah. That means I haven't smoked weed or done an edible in 10 days because I have a six-year-old with me constantly. That's it's fair. Been a, it's been a tough go. Dad of the year right there. Yeah, I should be. Yeah, she luckily she doesn't listen to this, but if she listened to this, she she'd roll her eye her eyes so hard her head would fall off. Yeah, more than likely. Uh and then the other the other one was at the winter classic. Uh I neglected to mention um they did instead of a first pitch, they did a first puck at the winter classic. They had a Zeno Chara, Johnny Busick, and Bobby Orr come out, and Jason Veritek and Tim Wakefield from the Red Sox and Orr flip or there was like this little mini pitches mount and or or flipped a puck to uh veritech oh my god boston 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 i don't know why ray bork wasn't there for that but he was he probably didn't know about it because the nhl's awful at marketing their shit fair fair mm. enough All so right. there you go. that was it light me a culpus nhl in the news lots to talk about <laughs> For for those keeping score at home, we are one for one on playing the music. Thank you. Keep keep that going. Um, all right. So for leading off Vancouver, the the whole Bruce Boudreaux situation going on. Essentially, long story short, they informed everybody that they were looking for a new head coach and just kind of kept them along. I I don't know how I really felt about that. Uh, they he finally deserved be- he deserved better for for his stature status in the game, his stature in the game. I think anybody, dude, just as a yeah human. yeah, fair enough, yeah. Um, but they hired Rick Tockett as a new coach. They posted a thank you tweet to Bedreau on social media. The fans uh, serenaded Bedreau Saturday night with a Bruce there it is. is a goodbye to the beloved coach. After the game, Boudreau said, it'll go down in my memory books out of the 48 years I played in coach is the most incredible thing I've ever experienced on a personal level other than winning championships. So high praise for that and his fans. Uh, coaching came, wow, coaching change had been coming for a few weeks. As president of hockey option, Rutherford said the team needed major surgery. You hate to hear that. Uh, the Canucks are on track to miss the playoffs again and have been mentioned in every seller's article. Uh, they reached out and told uh, insider Elliot Friedman and told him the Pedro situation was his fault. Pedro is in talks with the NHL network about rejoining them as an in-studio analyst. Whatever he decides, he'll be all right. He's still going to make $2 million in salary. The Canucks are currently paying over $7 million to their coaching staff. To go along with Pedro's payout, Travis Green is getting two point seven five as his newly hired Rick Tockett. For those keeping score at home, that's three head coaches in the last 14 months. It's, it's tough, it's, man. Yeah, it's good for the young players, right? Really show them that, you know, well, you consistency know, is key. They talk about that much more in football. They say, like, if, if like, a high draft pick is underperforming, they're like, oh, he's had three coordinators in four years. They never talk about that in hockey, I yeah. feel. But yeah. this can't help. Every coach has their own system. Yeah. You know? And it's a lot. It's hard. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. It's a, you, you want a mom and dad. You don't want a mom and three stepdads. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a great analogy. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, I like that one. Speaking of Taka, is he supposed to turn around Vancouver? He was a head coach for six seasons at NHL and missed the playoffs five times, and he was eliminated in the first round when he did make it. He's coached 438 games, won 178 of them. <clears throat> he did win his first game as head coach of the Canucks over Chicago, but then the team got pasted 6-1 by the Kraken in the second game of Taka's tenure, which featured the Seattle crowd serenading the Canucks with Bruce. There it is, Chance. I love that. Keep it going. Okay. Uh, after the game, Taka dropped this gem. You hate to call your team soft, but it was soft tonight. <laughs> with all due I mean, respect, that was like the classic. With all due respect, and saying whatever the fuck you. Want I to love talking. I think he's a. I think he's a good coach. I think he's got a great hockey mind. He's fantastic. You loved him as a player. He's fantastic on the um, TNT panel. It, you know, Vancouver. I mean, listen. The you want to talk about uh, uh, Boston, Boston, Boston. I mean, they haven't been this in the same since 2011. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, 
The Blue Jackets went to Calgary for a recent game. Johnny Guerrero's first trip back to the Saddle Dome in the morning skate. The Blue Jacket players all booed Gaudreau every time he touched the puck to get him ready. I thought that was kind of funny. Mm. Uh, during the game, they won in overtime. He also had an assist, but he was awarded a penalty shot. He missed. Uh, and then they did the tribute, and he didn't even look at the tribute once. But they gave him like they gave him pretty. I was surprised, honestly. I thought they were just gonna boo him the entire time. So yeah, yeah. I bet you Kachuk has has Florida played there yet? They must have, right? I think so. I bet you he got fucking standing out. They love him. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you if he was on yeah. your team? Yeah. Uh, speaking of wanting somebody on your team, Connor Bedard, he's doing okay back in on juniors. He scored 42 goals, 85 points in his last 34 games off the ice after a recent SpongeBob SquarePants team Jersey night. His Jersey was auctioned off for over $13,000 proceeds of the auction. Go to the children's miracle network charity. Bedard's uh, Regina Pats team are playing the Calgary him in the saddle dome sell out capacity of 19,289 people. I should have texted Jenks. That's today. I should have texted Jenks to ask him what the buzz was like around Calgary. You know what I'm going to do right now? He's, he's, uh, he's behind us. So while you're reading this, I'll text Jenks. Right. This is going to be a live update. It's live update. Uh, Minnesota, they signed Matt Boldy, seven years, 49 mil. It's seven mil a year. Uh, he'll be 28 when the contract expires, ready for an even bigger ticket. We'll see if he lives up to it. I know he's a promising young kid. Seven mils a lot. I don't think he's I like really, Matt Boldy, though. I don't think he's played $7 million hockey yet, but I think that they think he's going to. That That's sense. the way it's going. And everybody's expecting the cap to go up. That's the other part of it, too. Yeah. Uh, your Bruins. Linus Olmark set an NHL and Bruins record when he recorded his 25th win in his 28th game. The previous quickest 25 wins was set by Tiny Thompson. What a name. Of the Bruins when he did in 29 games played back in the 29-30 season. That's 1929-1930. Uh, oops, sorry about that. Last season, Olmark had 26 wins for the season. He's also leading the league in goals against 1.82, save percentage 938. Uh, Jake Andre from Dallas is second in both categories. Uh, he's got a 2.20 score and a 9.26 save percentage. So talk about Olmark. What's he meant to you guys? He's he's the reason they're where they are at. I mean, don't get me wrong. The system benefits him, and the defense is playing very well. It's 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 hard to attack when you're back-checking, right? So with the go-go-go type of offense that Montgomery has installed, it makes it a lot easier on the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's buying in. Everybody's going hard. So, But Omar, I mean, it was a big change to go from a market like Buffalo to Boston. His family wasn't with him. It was a tough adjustment. Tuca was still hanging around last year. And now it's his gig. And listen, the guy had a winning record in Buffalo when it was yeah. when Buffalo sucked. So he's a good goalie. No, I was wrong about him. I was 1,000% wrong. Hand up. That one, I'll yeah, be there. Uh, David Krejci played his 1,000th game in a recent Monday matinee versus uh, the Flyers. Bruins won 6 nothing in true, true, in true fashion. Krejci had three apples, including the uh, game winner. Krejci is climbing the ranks in Bruins' all-time stats as he's now 7th in games played, 16th in goal, 6th in assists, and ninth in points. Quite a career for David Krejci. He is back. I don't know. I think I called it. He was coming back. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, and then the Bruins were out. Pavel Zaka, four years, 19 mil, 4.75. Uh, hopefully the first domino of the Pasternak deal. I watched the game tonight. He looked pretty good. He had a nice fucking shot. He, he didn't really shot away from, contract, from contact. I thought he looked good in that check line. It's always kind of cool. Like the Rangers had uh, – who the fuck was it? Jan Halavich, Peter Nedved, and Radic Dvorak. They had the original check line. Your your check line is significantly better than ours was. But well, not only do they have the check line, they also have like Thomas Nosik, they have uh Zaboral, they have Laco who played tonight. They have like seven guys. So like Pasternak, he's your countryman. Hey, live update from Jenks. Here we go. No, well, he had no idea. All right. <laughs> well, to be fair, to, to be, be fair, fair, to be well, fair. That's, 
That's the morning steak difference right there. Yeah. But to be fair, Jenks is he works on an oil rig for yeah. he's two weeks on, two weeks off. So he's Stop on the oil rig. For him, dude. Huh? Stop sticking up for him. <laughs> I like Jenks, my boy. So he's he's on the oil rig right now. So he go he said it was massive that a junior team sold out the saddle dome. He said it's crazy. Oh, he goes, I was at the Calgary Red Deer game last week, and it looked like a minor league game. Vibes are chill. Half the food stands are shut down. Very fun, but not quite electric. So that's what that – that's what it says about that kid then, that they sold it out. Yeah. So it's 20,000 people on a – what's today? On a Wednesday night in Calgary? I mean, I would be there. Oh, yeah. I'd go to see him to say you saw him, right? 100%. Yeah. Um, Premier Hockey Federation, Daryl Watts just signed with the Toronto six for a league record of $150,000. A 23 year old NCAA star at Boston college, Wisconsin has set the bar for salaries. Women's hockey has been struggling for so long. I think a number like this will provide the community great relief and a great sense of hope that the future is bright. It's a good day for women's sports and women's hockey said Watts in a statement. It's um, good, right? It, the more it pushes the envelope and get the salaries up, the more they're going to be able to do this full time. And if they can do this full time, the quality of play goes up and everyone's better. I mean, what's the big knock? Everyone talked about the NFL referees, how horrible they were this past weekend because they're part-time guys. Yeah. So good for her. She was actually the only freshman to ever win the Patty Kazmaier Award, too. Are you, are you shocked that she's getting paid $150,000 in one, of, one part of her quote? It's a good day for women's sport and women's hockey. Yeah, no shit. You just made hundred and fucking fifty k, dude. Good for you. Yeah, good for her. 23 years old. She's doing something she loves. She's doing I'm it saying, it, man. I'd be happy with that. Um, oh, Jenks just texted me. He said the game, sh- the game sheet says he didn't play. Oh, no way. Oh, now he's going to ignore me. Wrong game sheet. God damn it. Abort. <laughs> All right. Yeah, not, that is, that's place. the last time Jenks is getting talked about on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Paul Maurice has been fined $25,000 by the NHL for comments concerning officiating after overtime loss to Toronto. Panthers took 10 penalties in the game. Uh, Leafs only took six. Apparently, it was the timing of the Florida penalties and the plays that were called during the set uh, that set him off. When asked a few days later, Maurice commented, it was not fiscally responsible for him to talk about the officiating. That's I like Paul Maurice. I think that's funny. a great smart ass comment. And you want to know what? Like, do you see bunting out there tonight, dude? Uh, Fucking freaking out every single time, dude. Like, I'm telling you right now, this the, it's the holy trinity it's Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Toronto. They're the biggest whiny twats on the planet. It is well, unbelievable. forgot Boston in there too, man. Please. Please, buddy. I'm leaving Montreal out of it right. because Martin St. Louis is in charge now. I respect that. Carolina, one of those only oh, happy fourth moment. I had to put this on here. Uh, Sebastian Ajo of the Canes scored three goals against the Islanders in a recent game. Two of those goals were directly the result of plays by Sebastian Ajo of the Islanders. The first goal deflected off Ajo, and the second one was from Ajo turnover. The Ajos Crazy. are all- Aho yeah. to Aho. Uh, Brent Burns playing his 1300th game. That's crazy versus Boston and 4 1 win. Is still logging over 23 minutes on ice. Holds stat line 236, 557, 813 with almost 800 penalty minutes. Hell of a career. Is Brent Burns a Hall of Famer? Uh, he doesn't have a cup, does he? No. I don't think so. Probably not. That's the difference maker, yeah? Yeah, I think so. If he gets a cup, yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of cup defensemen's Hall of Famers, Drew Doughty, not just 600th NHL point. 135 goals, 465 assists for 600, and 1,009 games played to go along with 721 pims. All right, so you have one game, right? Yep. In their prime. True Dowdy. I was going to ask you, Dowdy or Burns? I would take Dowdy 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think Drew Dowdy – can you imagine if Drew Dowdy played in, like, New York? 
or it Chicago, been, it Chicago been pretty fucking or cool, Boston. Dude. It would be unbelievable. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Tavares played in his 1,000th game against Washington. They beat them uh, 5-1. to one. He had two apples in the victory. He's at 412 goals, 534 assists for 946 points in 1,000 games played. Uh, hell of a player. He's so. a Maple Leaf that I can stomach. Yeah, he plays for the game straight. the right way, dude. He has like a Bergeron vibe to him. You know what I mean? Like he just – he plays the game the right way. He doesn't really complain. Like he just – he – I don't know. Bergeron is more that. influential to the Bs than Tavares is to the Leafs, but – well, he been like, there long. <laughs> when I thought about Tavares on the Islanders, I thought he was way more of a danger than he is on the Leafs. That makes sense. Well, he's he's one. He's older. Two, he's a secondary scoring. He's not asked to carry the whole team. What would be funny though is if Tavares was on the Islanders right now, they'd be so much better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Steven Samkos got his 500th goal the other night. Uh, in that game, of, of course, he had the game winner over Minnesota. He's a third active player to reach the mark, following Ovechkin and Crosby. Did, I mean, I guess they all got on the ice and, like, celebrated probably with the other two. I'm over that, dude. Like, yeah. Could you have guessed that? I, I think I would have had trouble. It would have taken me a bit to get Stamkos as the third. Yeah, probably. He's very under, very quiet. Speaking about players coming on the ice after goals, did you know like when the U.S. beat the Russians, pretty much after every goal they went on the ice and celebrated as a team? Why is that never talked about? In the you talk about 1980? Yeah. Huh. Are you sure? Yeah. The entire team came off the bench. Yes. All right, we have to verify this. Verify it. All right, I, 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 <laughs> I believe you. You seem very confident. It's just a wild thing that nobody ever talks about. Um, more Tampa. Was that, the thing? was that the thing in the NHL at that time? I don't think so. You watched the game tonight. This was something I noticed. You see, when AJ Greer scored, he went down the bench and he went all the way down to Olmark, mm-hmm. which really no one does in the NHL anymore. Yeah, and Olmark like was Olmark was looking away, and Greer just kind of punched him on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, such a Bruins fan that AJ Greer. Um, yeah. yeah, speaking of Bruins, Jack Edwards got to talk to Patrick Maroon. If you guys remember a few weeks ago, he kind of went at him. Oh, look at that. I didn't even realize that was where we were. Nice. <laughs> um, Maroon did most of the talking once Edwards was done with the apology per reports. And then Maroon lit into Edwards for a report of 10 minutes. Uh, Ian Cole said, I hung around to make sure Patty didn't rip him apart. So, hey, listen, it was a dumb thing that he did. Okay. Yeah, he took it, dude. What's that? Edwards took it. He went in there and no, he no, knew no, 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 no. I mean, it was a dumb thing what he said during the broadcast. That was uncalled for. Yeah, 100%. Right? And then, and then Edward, I think there's no one at fault here, right? Edwards made a bad decision to do that. Maroon did the right thing by donating money to the charity in Jack Edwards' name, right? So that mm-hmm. was a smart play. Then Edwards went into the locker room the first chance he could, you know, when they were the first time they next time they played. And then took his lumps from Maroon, who was in fully within his right to voice his displeasure. It was a weird dynamic because Maroon was getting dressed, sitting down like we are, and Jack Edwards like took a knee in front of him. Well, then once he, from what I understand, once Maroon laced up his skates, he stood up and then berated Edwards. And then Jack Edwards remained on a knee. No, yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, just really quick, worst worst alternate jerseys. They're matchbox cars. They're, they're horrible. They're, they're pretty bad. They are horrible. They're pretty bad. But they did uh, they did set the record for their 12th straight win at home. I'm over them. 
Uh, Gretzky stories. Good Wayne Gretzky. When the great one returned to Edmonton for his first game after the trade to the Kings, he received a four-minute standing ovation from Oilers fans. When Mark Messier later in the game took a penalty against Gretzky, the new Oilers captain got booed by some of the home fans. Crazy. Yeah. Bad Wayne Gretzky story. You might not uh, like you Actually, you will like this one. While in St. Louis, Gretzky was singled out by head coach Mike Keenan as the guy who lost game two in the playoffs. I can handle that. That's part of his responsibility as a coach to motivate guys. But the same night, Jack Quinn, team president, called my agent Mike Barnett and took the Blues offer off the table. The money had already been agreed to. We were just discussing the length of the deferred payments and interest. You want to play for people who believe in you. If that's all the faith they had in me to take a deal off the table after one bad game, right then I decided I would never sign with the Blues, which I had every intention of doing so. Heck, I already put down $9,000 for four season tickets to the St. Louis Cardinals, and that's how the great one became a New York Ranger. Crazy. I like a nice little bedtime story for you there. I love that. Thank you. This uh, might be the craziest fucking thing. It's not, dude. He has a fucking net tattoo. I could have told you this shit was going to happen years ago. Fucking <laughs> Robin Leonard. Go ahead, go ahead. This is insane to me. Fucking snake farm, dude. He's on the long-term injury reserves after the season. Uh, it's crazy. He decided to purchase a snake breeding business and farm in 2017, which led to the alleged non-payment on a loan by Leonard and the murder of the previous owner of the farm by the owner's wife and another man. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, exactly. Leonard, uh, wow. Leonard purchased the farm from world-renowned reptile breeder Ben Rennick months before Rennick was murdered. In 2020, his widow, Lynn Lee, yeah. Rennick Lin was arrested for the murder of her husband. Leonard filed the claim that since the snake breeding farm was being run unsupervised in the manner it was supposed to be because the guy was murdered, as that was laid out in the details of the purchase, he was suing to get back his investment. Leonard and his wife have filed for bankruptcy and are working through Valuations of this business as is now diluted as the snakes have been breeding without supervision and devalued the DNA. So apparently fucking weird dude. I could I man that yeah, is but listen so I classic. Think, I think that Robin Leonard would be in my top 20 to have a beer with in the NHL current players. No, dude, I don't like snakes. He's on well, the bottom of my list. Snakes, he's super into MMA. You're I think a fucking weird cool. dude if you're carrying around snakes, dude. I no, want nothing I, to it do was an investment. I don't think he's had I don't, you know don't he think that he was in those exhibits fucking rolling around and cuddling with like King Cobras <laughs> and shit. You, maybe, he has a maybe. neck tattoo, dude. Come on. Actually, man. think about it. if a goalie's that fast, he can maybe grab the snake. What did I don't know, man? Uh, Ivan Provorov didn't participate in warm-ups in a recent game because he declined to wear the team-issued Pride Night jersey celebrating the LGTBQ plus community. Head yep. coach John Torrella decided not to scratch Provorov and offer the following statement. He was being true to himself and his religion. I don't it, – it, it, listen, man, if that's what he believes in, that's what he does. Like, he gets paid to play hockey. That's his yep. job. He's supposed to be a hockey player. I understand I, why some people talked in that community about this, would be – Yeah, I understand why people in that community would be pissed off and upset. Totally get that, but, like – that's who he is. And people coming at Tortorella saying that he should have gotten scratched and shit. Dude, he's trying to win a fucking hockey game. He's a hockey Well, Tortorella's player. job is to win hockey games, so That's I don't fault that. But, my, but what I will say is, the and I, you said it, I've heard it on other outlets as well. Uh, the shame of this is that no one's talking about the 23 or 25 other guys that did wear it. Always and look how far the NHL it. has come. It's so negative. I'm just going to talk about this right now. The Rangers had Pride Night the other night. And uh, two and a half hours was spent talking about Pride Night. If you're watching the game, that's all they fucking talked about the entire time. Like, there wasn't a lot of hockey. It was a lot of Pride Night. Whatever. Their night, cool. The Rangers' Twitter is crazy about the fact that they didn't wear these warm-up jerseys and how blah, 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 blah. Like, they're, it, it was wild. And what, dude, what honestly happened, I'm using my brain here, Ivan Provorov did this, 
and got fucking mutilated by the media, right? What other NHL team would want to put their players through that? I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's their players. Like, it's a hockey. It's a business. Why would you want to put your players through what Provorov went through? You celebrated Pride Night, all of it. The only thing you didn't do was the jersey. That's it. And the tape. And Oh, sorry. And the yeah. tape. My bad about the tape. Um, I don't know, man. I'm... I watch hockey to watch hockey. I don't know if that makes me insensitive. Well, or whatever, I wonder but... if the smart thing to do for all of these is to just do away with the alternate jerseys for the warmups. I don't know, man. Well, I mean, the theory is, right, that they raffle them off to raise money for the charity to support that cause, be mm-hmm. it veterans, Hispanic heritage, LGBTQ+, any of these things. So I wonder if the if the what they really should do is just allow the play, say to the players you can wear it or not it's up to you. And they can't do that cuz the players don't wear it they get fucking destroyed. Well, on let me feet. ask you this though. What if it was so there's 20 what do they what do they do for they cuz they have the healthy scratches do warm-ups, right? So 24 guys go out there and skate, 25. Sure. Let's say it's 26. What if 13 warm and 13 didn't? Definitely not 26. You can't do that because the 13 people that aren't wearing them, it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. They're going to get fucking killed online. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, it's unfortunate that it was just focused on the negative. It's always a negative. Dude, for two and a half hours, I heard about how sweet Pride Night was. Like, they got the message out. Just You could make the argument that actually it was more of a message because it's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, Go ahead, though. Oh, but this this one, you'll like this. Oh, the, oh yeah. NHL with, uh can all rest easy as Commissioner Gary Bettman assured us that there's no tanking. At a recent Boston Montreal game in Montreal, Bettman said after the game, nobody tanks because we have a weighted lottery. You're not gonna lose games to increase your odds by a couple of percentage points. That's silly. And frankly, suggesting tanking, I believe, is inconsistent with the professionalism of, of our players and our coaches. Nobody tanks, our players and our coaches do their best to win. And again, just because you may finish with the worst record in the league, you've got something like a 75% chance that you're not going to get the first uh, pick. Um, I mean, that, that that sounds like somebody who like knew what their answer was and just wanted to say their answer like three times. And they're like, yeah. I that. So I was listening to, I was listening to 32 thoughts and uh, they both said who vastly more experience in dealing with Batman than you and I. Right. Yeah, And they both, uh, I think it was Friedman said that when Gary Bettman speaks, he's not talking to the person who asked him the question. He's talking to the general public. Yeah. And it's all performative. And yeah. I, those weren't his words. I'm putting those words in his mouth, but that was the gist of it. And this is such double talk horse shit. You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. think that teams aren't tanking, then you're a fucking dope. I'll give you that. What's it? Play hard and try for Bedard. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we're just going to kind of start ripping through some stuff here. Connor McDavid just won the same socks for practice and games his entire career. Oh, the so, old yeah. gears. I like this. Yeah. CCM finally stepped up, made him new socks uh, and hand delivered them to McDavid. Uh, Sidney Crosby's been wearing the same jock since 20, uh, 2002. Sid was recently asked about it. It's still the same. Hey, that's 21 years. Still the same one since Midget. I give uh, Heinze, the Pittsburgh equipment manager, credit for fixing the thing. It's probably the hardest thing he has to do. He keeps it together. Brad Marchand had to spray paint his gloves at the Winter Classic uh, to match the retro gloves. He only wears one pair of gloves per season. Uh, tell me you want attention without telling me you want attention. <laughs> and uh, that's what we have for old gear. Um, I'll talk about Harper 
when we go over Ranger stuff. All right. Uh, really quick, Chris Letang made his return to the lineup uh, after that uh, stroke. He missed 11 games. He had a four-point game on the, uh, the night he returned. Uh, he also became the seventh player in Pittsburgh history to record 400 even strength goals. He's the third active blue liner, 23rd in NHL history to reach a milestone. Hall of Famer. Latang, yeah. Has but it's the Cups. That's the Cups. If he didn't have the Cups, I don't think so. Uh, I think well, I would take Brent Burns over Latang. I'd have to think about it. Depends on who I'm playing. Um, Cole Caulfield has opted to shut it down for the season's uh, shoulder surgery. The injury occurred in an awkward fall versus Dallas. He said his shoulder popped and uh, he reset it himself. Uh, good thing that minister no one's tanking. The Islanders got Bo Horvat. They sent Anthony Bovillier, uh, Atu Ratty, and a conditional first round pick. That's a top 12 protected to Vancouver for Horvat, while Vancouver retains 25% of the salary. Former captain said he'd always he thought he'd always be a Canuck and uh, will still represent Vancouver at the All Star game. Awkward. <coughs> His agent Patrick Morris also reps five Isles players Bailey, Sazikas, Clutterbuck, Martin, and Jenkins. Explains why Lou must be confident he can work out an extension for Horvat. Even after adding Horvat, the Islanders are $6.5 million under the cap, so they could theoretically add more pieces. So they are within the reach of the wild card and only seven points behind the Rangers with 30 games to play. Um, I think it's kind of an impact player. I think he reminds me a lot of Anders Lee. I think Anders Lee is probably way more physical, but like same kind of just like scores goals, does things right, physical. Do you know Anders Lee was like Mr. Football from Ohio or something? Yeah, he went to Notre, I think he went to Notre Dame and he had a, I, I think he he either played tight end or could have played tight end or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think so. Um, what do you have on Horvat going to the aisles? I, feel like that's I mean, listen, I was hoping he was coming here. Fair. You know, but if Lou can't sign him, there's still a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. But I don't see Lou Lamarillo making this move without knowing he could re up him. Yeah. You know, well, I'd be surprised. <laughs> So it's, it's a great play. It's a great play for the Islanders. I'm glad he went there to someone that's currently out of the playoff bracket, right? Right. Um, and listen, it's apparently everyone it must be something in the water. Every player goes to the Islanders and falls in love and wants to live the rest of their lives on yeah. the island. It's crazy to me. Yeah. And they got that new rink, so and they got a goalie has the highest percentage of starts without a shutout since 1943, 12.8% with a minimum of 100 inch. Oh no, no, you said that wrong. Yeah, it did. Has the highest oh, Without, with, he gets a shutout oh, every twelve point eight percent game. Yeah, Maya Culpa caught in real time. <laughs> um, let's see here. I'm just gonna scroll down because we have a lot. Um, Connor McDavid, forty goals and forty eight games played, fastest among active players. He's twenty points up on Kucherov right now, and uh, points one and really? two, crazy. Um. University, oh yeah, the e-bug. Alberta student Matt Berlin was slated to be the e-bug for the game. Backup Stuart Skinner was ruled out in the afternoon, so he's called up uh, to back up the star Jack Campbell. Without six minutes left to play, the head coach tapped Berlin in the shoulder, told him to go in for the last few minutes. He admitted after the game that he thought the head coach was joking, but Berlin went in and 226 ice time, made one save on one shot for a 1,000 uh, save percentage. I've never seen a coach do that without somebody being hurt. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's a nice thing. It sounded like all the players wanted it to happen. So Yeah. Um, Chicago Blackhawk legend Bobby Hull passed away at the age of 84. He was the 12-time All-Star, two-time Hart Trophy winner, and he signed the first million-dollar contract. A lot of negativity towards Bobby Hull. Maybe it might be justified. Pro yeah, it probably is justified realistically, but yeah. um, I just – I don't know, man. Great player, shitty human. That's kind of what it is, but I, I don't know, man. I just – it sucks because – I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. Um, <laughs> Let's see here. 
I'm gonna Walker Dewar of the Flames scores first uh, first quarter goal became the first player born in South Dakota to score an NHL goal. He also pulled into a tie with Yarmir Yager on the Flames all time goal scoring list. I guess Yager's only got one for Calgary. Um, St. Louis Blues times. Uh, they activated Vladimir Tarasenko and Tori Krug from injured reserve, but put Buchnevich on the IR. He'll be reevaluated at the All-Star break due to a minor surgical procedure to address an infection to his ankle at the site of a contusion suffered earlier in the season. That, that sounds like a staph infection, and that's not good. That sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Chris Pronger detailed how he had the same injury as DeMar Hamlin in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs in 98. He blocked a slap shot to the chest and had what is called – oh, fuck me. I think it's Komotio. Cordis episode where his heart stopped on uh and his trainer gave him a pre-cordial nailed it that's just like uh punching him in the chest basically <laughs> um and it started his heart back up after being on a 24-hour monitor and going through all the scenarios of doctors he suited up for game three versus detroit at the time of the incident Prager was only one of four people in the doctor's databases that survived such an, uh, an incident they won three to two and he logged 28 minutes and 37 seconds so i read that's the thing that the coach is like, put him out there. <laughs> well, I read the Twitter thread, right? And I was like, he must have probably only taken a few shifts. So I, you can go back and find anything on the internet. It's crazy. So I went and found the box score. And I was like, no shit. He led the entire team in ice time. Full send, man. Yeah. Fucking nails. Uh, Ryan Miller got his number 30 retired by the Sabres. Spent 11 seasons there, ranked first in games played, wins and saves. His 28 shutouts are only second to Dominic Koshik. 9-16 save percentage, ranks third all-time. Finished his career with, more, uh, with 391 wins, more than any other American-born player. He will best be remembered by being blown up by Milan Lucic in 2011. True. That's the highlight I think of with Ryan Miller. Get off the train oh. tracks. All right, and then we're going to do last one. So, old-school story of the week from the book, Derek Sanderson Crossing the Line, the outrageous story of a hockey original. Sanderson tells a story from winning the cup in 72 at the Rangers. As we were skiing around the ice for the cup, fans started throwing garbage at us, and the team was hustled off the ice and into the room to get dressed and onto the bus to get back to the hotel. As the fans were going crazy, and cops had to circle the Bruins bus in order to allow the players on. I was carrying a leather bag, and a kid broke through the ring of police and ran up to me and yelled, Sanderson, you're an asshole, and then he tried to stab me. <laughs> I held my bag up to block him, and he stabbed the bag. A cop stepped up and clocked him with his billy club and dropped him like a stone. Relived, uh, relieved, I turned to the cop and said, hey, thanks. The cop looked at me and replied, I think you're an asshole too, but I'm just doing my job. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's true, but it's a great story. All right, dump change, Brownie. Oh, wait, you don't want to do the Basil McRae? I thought you'd like that one. I, uh, if you want to, I was cut off. Basil McCray is another old school. Basil McCray shared a funny story with the website Hockey Beast. He said kids would come up to me and say, Hey, you were in the Mighty Ducks. And I'd always say 15 years of pro hockey and 30 seconds in a movie. That was either a heck of a movie or I was a pretty shitty hockey player. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to tell Basil McCray he was a shitty hockey player. So Tough it was a hell of a movie, Basil, if you're listening. Tough as shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Dump and change it, dude. All right, well, dump a change. Tom Brady was asked by his podcast co-host uh, last week or so, Jim Gray, about his plans for next season, and he goes, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I would have already fucking done it. I'm taking it a day at a time. Very snappy, and it was pretty funny. But then about a week later, on the same day as last year that he retired, Tom Brady took to social media to announce his retirement again. I will not believe this until NFL kickoff next year, and – Depending on what happens with San Francisco, I think that would be his choice to go, but I think he'd look pretty good in the uh, silver and black for my Las Vegas Raiders. Dude, if he does this again, like, I'm so over it. Like, Brett he's Favre, gonna... remember Brett Favre did it for like five years. I hate it. I hate it. Just fucking play or don't play. Well, I wouldn't mind him on the Raiders. 
Um, <coughs> Splash Mountain. Are you a big Splash Mountain guy? Splash Mountain has ended its run. The iconic ride at Disney is closing after 30 years. Super fans of Disney are buying water that is purported to be from the ride online for as much as $150 for four ounces. Nope. There is a sucker born every minute. Every minute. Uh, go home, Empire State Building. You are drunk. Did you see this? You're so, a New York guy. Yeah, so dumb. So they lit up the they lit up the uh, Empire State Building in green and white to celebrate the Eagles win, which is horrible, right? NFC East. And from the verified account, they wrote, fly, Eagles, fly. We're going green and white in honor of the Eagles' NFC Championship victory. The best was the New York City Sanitation countered back from their own account, saying, for anyone who finds this as treacherous, traitorous and unforgivable as we do just pretend it's green and white for new york sanitation we can we take out the trash every day and next year that will include the eagles so a hell of a hell of a vocabulary and a hell of a cleverness from the new york state sanitation department are you telling me that you don't think that every new york sanitation guy tries to throw as many big words out as possible i mean that would i mean i was impressed (laughs) yeah it was good it was a great tweet but then the empire state building doubled down and lit up red and yellow in honor of the chiefs they were like (laughs) fuck, we really messed up with this Eagles thing. Let's just ride it out. And they said, uh, they said, I forget what they said, but they said Chiefs Nation or something ridiculous. I'm not shocked at all. Yeah. So tough look for the UFC boss, Dana White, as he is now running a battle slap league. Have you seen this? Yeah. Uh, after about uh, two weeks ago where he a video came out of him repeatedly slapping his wife at a nightclub in Mexico. Not great. If you're slapping your wife in public, you're doing it at home, too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And speaking of the slap league, this is something I just learned. I don't know if we talked about this or if I told you this. Do you know woodpeckers wrap their tongue around their brains to prevent concussions? No. Yeah. They have a, a channel in their skull, and when they they their tongue goes up and around their brain and holds it in place. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, here's your animal fact of the day. Uh, Philly, some wild stuff out of Philly, uh, in this Super Bowl run. Head coach Nick Sariani to get the team fired up. He shows them the movie ending rap battle from Eight Mile to get them fired up, which I'm uh, pretty sure it takes place in Detroit, but you know. Uh, the parking lots for the uh NFC championship game, the parking lots weren't open until 4 p.m. for the eight. Oh, this is the previous week for the divisional. So the parking lots weren't open up until four for an eight thirty game, but there was a box lacrosse game going on at at the link, and fans jumped all over those tickets so they could get in the parking lot at eight a.m. and tailgate for twelve hours ahead of the game. Smart, savvy, gotta tell you. Uh, and allegedly, a Philadelphia fan blew up the water main at the New York Giants hotel on game day morning, so no water was available at the team hotel. I res- I respect that. I yeah. Know. And uh, this one's for you with your fear of the world ending. Apparently, we are all going to die. The inner core of the Earth is possibly no longer rotating and may start rotating the wrong way, per reports on CNN. The Earth is made up of the crust, the mantle, the inner core, and the outer core. The solid inner core is about 3,300 miles below the crust and rotates at a different speed from the rotation of the Earth itself. Per scientists at Peking University or Peking, who have studied seismic waves from as far back as 1960 as they pass through the core, there has been no change in any of the waves since 2009. A counter-argument from the Australian National University differs in opinion and says that the inner core is now spinning more in sync with the Earth's rotation. So either we're all good or end times are on its way. But apparently, if this is true, there were like simulations 
they're talking like tsunamis and like huge waves, major earthquakes, giant cracks in the crust. So I I don't have time for that, dude. <laughs> well, yeah. I always think it's funny that none of these studies are done in the United States. I'm just like, trying the US to... is like, I don't care. I'm just trying to play hockey and take a nap, dude. <laughs> I don't need that. Uh the Rangers are six, two, and two in their last ten. Defensive note heading into the All-Star break, got this from Reddit. In the Rangers' first 14 games, they gave up 43 goals. That's 3.59 a game. Since then, they played 35 more games and have only given up 86 goals, 2.46 a game. You and I talked about it. The number one team in the league with the least amount of goals against is the Bruins. The number two is the Rangers. So uh, They lost a heartbreaker to Toronto, but they beat Vegas. Uh, Igor barely missed an open net. I don't know if you saw that, but no, it was I did pretty not. close. Uh, Will Cooley fought. He was the uh, first Ranger since Dylan McArath to fight in his first game at the Garden. He fought Keegan Colasar, pretty tough kid off of Vegas. Uh, Cooley looks like he's going to be up with the team definitely next year. We'll see what if happens. You're a, if you're a fighter, if that's your role, first chance you get on Madison Square Garden. Yeah, he's, not, he's not like an enforcer, though. Like He just plays oh, the no. card. He just like backs it up. Like Trent uh, Frederick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No. Uh, Philip Hedel in his last 10 games played, he has seven goals and three assists. He's uh, heating up. Um, last year, the power, power play was uh, 25.23%. This year, it's 21.5%. So hopefully they can kind of get that fucking figured out. Uh, Larry Brooks was in on Patrick Kane, and now he's not so sure. He says with everything that's going on, he doesn't know if it's a good fit. But then he brought up Lucic and Tanner Janot. I just um, read that. Tanner Janot is uh, a restricted free agent. I would love it. All the fucking nerds would. Lose I kind of hope you guys get Lucic, so that way it stops here. <laughs> you know, it, it would be it'd be crazy. Um, another report I saw that the Rangers are in on Timo Meyer. Who knows? I've been rough on Halak all year, but in his last five games, he's five and zero with a one point eight goals against nine thirty nine save percentage. I'm still out on him. I still don't think that's a guy you want in your net in the playoffs, but. Um, but I will say this this year total. And he had, I mean, he had an awful start to his season. He has a 908 save percentage and a 2.56. Last year, Georgiev had an 898 save percentage with a 2.9. Shit, 898. That's not good. No, it's not good. Um, one thing I thought that yeah, was really funny is this. This, go ahead. The Knicks, the Knicks and Rangers owner James Dolan added that they would post flyers at stations where beer is normally sold that feature a picture of state liquor authority CEO Sharif Kabir. Uh, which will include his email and phone number, and he would instruct fans to tell him to stick to his knitting and, and do what he's supposed to be doing. These remarks came after the New York Attorney General uh, pressed MSG Entertainment about its apparent use of facial recognition technology to identify opposing lawyers. I thought this was hilarious. So, <laughs> I, wait, I'm, I'm, I don't understand this. So, the New York AG is going after Dolan for using facial recognition. To uh, Yes, but I think what's happening opposing is lawyers. Now, opposing lawyers for what? They're, they're suing him. Who's suing him? I don't know. Somebody's suing him. I have no idea. So how does this have to do with anything with this poor guy from the State Liquor Authority? Because I guess the State Liquor Authority is the, the guy who, like, is bringing it up or, like, helping out this lawsuit or something along the way. Oh, okay. Okay. That was – I was like, what did this guy do? Talk about getting a ricochet. He's just like, I'm just trying to do my job, man. You know, he's, he's eating it. <laughs> Um, I so, will say though, this is the most James. Is that his name, first name? James. Yeah, James Dolan. This is the most James Dolan way to try to be a man of the people. <laughs> yeah. He's still such a donkey, no matter I what. I he thought does. it was kind of funny, dude. Stick to your knitting, like. <laughs> yeah, so stupid. Um, what do you got for Bruins? Well, uh, okay, so the Bruins had a tough road trip. Well, not the whole road trip, but the end of it. They lost to Toronto, then Florida, then Carolina. Two very good teams and one 
tough team, right? Florida's a tough team, I would say. All potential playoff teams. Well, the first two definitely, right? And then Florida's potential. So I wrote I took a bunch of literal things that people were saying on on social media and I put it in a blog and presented it as, oh my God, this guy sucks. Like people are saying that they should waive Brandon Carlo. Uh, they should uh, health bomb Taylor Hall. They should uh, someone pa- someone offered an idea to package Jack Edwards and a player for uh, Brady Kachuk. Who like who like you think Ottawa's trading Brady Kachuk? So I took all these <laughs> statements and I put them in the first couple of paragraphs. And then I and then I the third paragraph I was like, all right, idiots, take a breath, right? Yeah. It's three games, and. And I put like it's I, I think I wrote time to panic and I put like a picture of a train going off a clip with a Bruins be on it. Buddy, I got so many fucking messages. You're a fucking troll. You don't know what you're talking about. Watch a fucking game. And I'm like, read the fucking article, you dimwit. Yeah. So uh, this is my message. You're fucking morons. Like I am surrounded by fucking morons. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but it's three games. If you want them to have a rough go, it's now. It's not in the playoffs. Yeah. Marshan said this, said it perfectly. He said, I don't remember his exact words, but he said something to the effect of, if we're going to have trouble, it's better to have it now than in the playoffs. We can run through everybody, and if we get knocked out in the first round, it's a it's a losing yeah. season, basically. <laughs> Actually, Marshawn went off on – he must have been bored – he went on Twitter, I think it was last night, and just was roasting people left and right. So, yeah, well, he he was uh, – they asked him about bunting, and he said bunting doesn't want any of this. And then he mentioned Mitch Marner and his cool fucking all-star skates. Yeah, great. but then he was on Twitter last night with the Trevor Zegras stuff and just – yeah. I w- so, anyways, I, I, I do want to say something about Marner. You just made me think of it. Um, but, yeah, so they, they, they played Toronto tonight. Toronto's a playoff team. They were without Austin Matthews. The Bruins are missing some guys as well, but the Bruins just pumped them five to two, and yeah. it was a great game. Uh, Allmark's just a, another level. And as much as Hal is not going to like this, Thomas Noshik hurts the Bruins. Him not in the lineup because everybody kind of slotted out perfectly, and it's a little bit of a scramble. Uh, rep- I, I was impressed with the fact that you guys can get the puck in your own zone, get it to the neutral zone, and get it deep. Like, it seemed like every single time. There was a couple times where you're hemmed in your own zone, but it seemed like for the most part you guys can escape your D zone. That was the, the second Toronto goal was a horrible change with the long change. It was yeah. a horrible change. And <laughs> hey, who's the – what's the goalie? Uh, Samsonoff, right, for Toronto? Yeah. Good on him. He had that home run pass to yeah. Marner. Send him in. Great play. Um, uh, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, Jim Montgomery came out and said either today or yesterday that he would be shocked if Jake Tabrusk is not in the lineup the first game back out of the All Star break. Um, and I thought Locko played well tonight in his call up. So I mean, you got to like that. And you love to see AJ Greer score. You know, goals from the defense. Derek Forbert with his second shorty of the year. Gotta love that. So. But uh, I will say this. I know it's the Bruins, but we're talking about because we've just played Toronto. Uh, Mitch Barner, I don't watch a whole lot of Toronto because I'd rather just stab myself in the face with a fork most times. But Mitch Mitch Marner, he plays a 200-foot game. I thought William Nylander looked really good. I just don't like him and his giant head and the way he thinks he's so cool. But he he's good with the puck, man. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and Wayne Simmons, man, talk about 
rallying the troops. He that spotter came and pulled AJ Greer. He lit him up. Like a few. But I also give stick taps to Greer. He was like, he. Do you see that first punch he threw? He was like, I'm just gonna. It was like a modified Superman punch. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a good game. And listen, the Bruins are going to be fine. Get off here. The sky's not falling. They're going to be fine. And they they got it going back in the right direction. Now they got 10 days off. So good on them. Enjoy yourselves, boys. Get on them. Uh, beer League Roundup. This week we lost. I had three goals and an assist. It felt good. I did text the dude who runs the league. And I was like, you know what would be fucking cool is if we had an all-star game where, like, each team, like, pick two players or whatever, and they're going to end up doing that the last week of the season in the championship game or whatever. There, There's always three ice slots, and one of the ice slots is going to be, like, an all-star game. So that would be right. kind of fun. Yeah, yeah that would be fun. Um, good shout out to my boy. I was going to do him one of my heroes, but Brad gave me his live barn account, so I've just been fucking just gripping and ripping oh shit off there. Um, so you turned, light a couple of candles, turned on the lights, break out the lotion, lotion and yeah, watch yeah. yourself skate. <laughs> For sure. Uh, but yeah, that's why that's kind of what I got. It was a 440 game, which is nice. Got out of there pretty early. 440 in the afternoon? On a Sunday, yeah. Jesus Christ. That's the early slot. It's awesome. It's unbelievable. That's not bad. What do you have? Uh, I skated last night for the first time in like six weeks. I haven't skated since pre-holidays because we're playing at this rink that's like an hour and 20 minutes from my house. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. But last night, I just wanted to play. I haven't played. We played a team a level above us. We, I think it was 1-1 going into third, and then we fell apart. We ended up losing, I think, 5-1. to one. Yeah, not a good game. We had, I played D with four, three other guys. There's four of us. And then one of the guys, his back was bothering him so he had to miss some shifts but tough go to not play for six weeks then jump in with like three and a half d i'm feeling it today and then i got chopped there's this one kid on the other team just what a fucking twat (coughs) dirty chopped me across the leg for just pinning him to the boards i didn't even hit him you know just trying to freeze the puck just like come on dude you're winning and uh i felt like an ass because three different guys on the team they're like hey brownie thanks for coming tonight man i was like oh like they weren't being like dicks they were meant it like hey thanks for coming i'm like i feel like i've let these guys down a little bit but so when i'm in front of the net in beer league and like pucks in our zone in our offensive zone and like defenseman has a puck i won't stand right by the goalie like sometimes i kind of creep up towards them but i literally present my stick like shoot the puck at my stick i'm gonna tip it it's like pretty clear when when you have your team has the puck i thought you meant (laughs) four checking sorry so, like, I present my stick, and I always keep it on the ice. I'm like, dude, if you just hammer the puck on my stick, I'm going to redirect it, and there's going to be a good chance, right? Yeah. Dude, this kid got this puck, and I skated out with my stick like this, and he couldn't have hit me any harder in the side of my leg if he fucking tried. <laughs> and I, like, tried to jump to get out of the way, and I just fucking ate it. Like, ate it. It was bad. The other team was laughing. I'm like, motherfucker. Um, but that- the, the uh, you know, what we were ta- I was talking about this with someone the other day. What's funny, right? Unless you're playing like, I mean, NHLers obviously <clears throat> and pros, but unless you're playing like very high level, every shot that you put on that or I put on that or anyone you play with, you're not shooting for the opposite pad rebound, mm-hmm. right? V- maybe some guys are, but very few, okay? Every one, every shot that you take, you think is going to go in. Yeah. The unbridled optimism that every beer leaguer has is uncanny. Like we have guys I've played with guys that shoot from like one step in the blue line and it's like a, like a wrister. And I'm like, 
it's never going in. You know, it's just I just I just think it's funny. No, I I would agree with you. I would agree with you on that one. Um, oh, hey, since we're since we're doing beer league before the the three the three stars, let me give you my northeastern moment here. Uh, Alina Mueller, who big news coming on the podcast next week, three time Olympian, uh, just an absolute weapon out there for northeastern. She is the now the all time leader in points in hockey east play. She just notched that last game. Uh, the forty fourth women's bean pot. The men's play the first two Mondays of February. The women play the first two Tuesdays of February. Uh, I am waiting on my media credentials. Like I talked to you before, it's at Boston College. I haven't got them yet. They were submitted. We'll see if Boston College reads my write-ups, because if they read them and pay attention, then I'm not getting them, most likely. But uh, hopefully I'm in there. I'll be there next Tuesday for the games. And uh, yeah, they're playing UNH tomorrow night. I'll be at the game in the press box. Shout out to Carp for uh, hitting me up on Twitter, dude. I love that. Yeah, nice chirp by Coach Carp. Um, all right, let's do our heroes and zeros. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Be quick, my hero of the week is a Jack Carpenter and two buns deep. I used to do like videos and write for these guys, and they came out with like I don't know how they did it, but Albany River Rats apparel. And I hit him up, I'm like, Hey, do you have any extra line around? Guy fucking drops it off at my uh, that's sweet. I'll take an extra large, Jack. Yeah, so shout out to him. I thought that was cool. I mentioned Brad earlier about the live barn connect, and then my zero. Can you watch my games? Yeah, (laughs) you're gonna be like, Why is it playing at half speed? I gotta wait till I have a good game, then I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> my uh, my zero of the week. The Rangers came out with this thing called dad jokes, and it's just Trub and Schneider telling each other dad jokes. I saw something. Well, it's like the two guys sitting on the dock talk. Sort of. You know those guys on. Yeah. Instagram, maybe. So I was on. I don't know if it's Twitter or Reddit, but the, like NHL's down twenty two percent or some shit, and, all, and people are blaming it on marketing. Stop fucking showing me dad jokes, dude. Like, let me know what type of fucking shoe Braden Schneider choose. Like, fucking, like, give me shit I actually care about. These dad jokes are fucking stupid. Like, are they funny, so though? Bad. Is it funny? No, dude, it's so awkward. It's so awkward. <laughs> Was that the point, so, though? I'll have to go look for it now. No. All right, here's some zeros. Come on, do it. All right, I got a bunch here. So, I have... I had other heroes. <laughs> I'm going to do my heroes first. So, I'm giving Don Sweeney a hero. Don Sweeney has gotten a lot of shit here, but I have all this lined up. He convinced Bergeron to come back on a team-friendly deal. He got Krejci back when no one but me thought it was possible. He signed Allmark to what is now looks like a great deal. He traded Holla for Zaka and then up re-up Zaka for another four years. He turfed Cassidy and hired Montgomery. With nearly the same roster, they're doing lights out. They, I think they have 10 players and double-digit points, and Trent Frederick and A.J. Greer have both hit career highs. Uh, Pasternak is now without a contract, but could this be a motivating factor? Yeah. Having this great year, because he be playing 3D chess move? His only is misstep, which was a big one, was that Mitchell Miller kid, but on paper, if, if this kid wasn't as big, if he really believed that this kid wasn't as big a donkey as he is, then he was going to add a good prospect. So, Don Sweeney. I've come around. Scumbag organization. All yeah, right. Well, there you go. Uh, then my other my other hero is uh, Sportsbook is live in Massachusetts, only at the casinos right now. In March, it'll be online. Perfect. So that's big, man, for this Puritan-based Commonwealth that I live in. <laughs> All right. So my zero, you would like to think that women coaches are maybe a little kinder and gentler and nicer, but not so much, apparently. 
Harvard women, Harvard hockey women's coach Katie Stone has been accused of fostering a culture of complete fear amongst her players. She's been accused of running a toxic, toxic environment, calling out players for their heritage, insensitivity to mental issues, pressure to return from concussions and other injuries, body shaming, adverse influence on academics, contradictory discipline standards, and hazing. After an internal review, big shocker here, uh, Harvard decided they did nothing wrong, and it was decided that Stone would remain as the coach. Meanwhile, 14 recruited players have left Harvard since 2016, including three this year. That's a fucking huge number. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also a pending lawsuit from an assistant coach, Sidney Daniels, who was a captain of the 2016, who is a member of the First Nation of Saskatchewan, who also abruptly departed before suing Harvard for alleged racial and other forms of discrimination related to Stone and the athletic department. Stone, the AD, Aaron McDermott, and Harvard University itself had declined to comment on the allegations. Well, Harvard has until February next week to respond to the suit. So she's allegedly a big piece of shit. Yeah, basically. Um, this woman, Sydney Daniels, from what I understand, is basically brought this lawsuit as uh, to kind of stand up for kids, right? Because she's she's older, she's out of mm -hmm. college and stuff. Listen, I never coached the collegiate level. I coached high school, and I know it's very different. But as a coach, until you're at the pros, your job, part of your job, is to be a protector of these kids because yeah. they are kids. I know, like, we had Katie Noel on the podcast, and we're having Alina on. We had Taze on. And they're, they're young women, and they're in their 20s, but they're still kids, mm -hmm. and they still – need a support system you know and they don't always have parents that they can rely on and your coach becomes that i used to tell all my players when they graduated high school i go look you go to college and anything happens that you're in a jam and you need someone that you can't call your parents for and you don't have that you can always call me yeah and that's the relationship you're supposed to have you're supposed to be there to support them and help right. them no, I, I get and it. nurse them this is horse shit yeah. if it's true if it's not true then i take it all back but Listen, when there's smoke, there's fucking fire. And you had 14 kids transfer out in six years? Come on. Yeah. No, I agree. No, fuck her. Fuck her, dude. Yeah. Uh, three stars. <laughs> All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Yeah, I got kind of heated at the end there. Sorry. Three stars. We're going to talk about the All-Star game next week. Because that way oh, we'll we are? have it. Yeah, so that way we'll okay. have it. Oh, um, oh so we'll have something for next week. Yeah, Ooh. so you you made the three stars of mundane tasks that you're proud of doing. That you're good at and you're proud of it weirdly. So my third star was building a fire. Like a bonfire. Yep. Like yep. that's something like I want to be the guy where like somebody's going to get a fire together. Like so I, I do the log cabin. I yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Buddy, I got um, a wood stove. I'm building fires every day. I love a fire. So my third star is building fires. My third star is even more mundane than yours. So are you a Q-tip guy when you get out of the shower? No, should I be? I don't know. I can't. I can't. I have to do Q-tips in my ears when I get out of the shower. Okay. In our bathroom, we have this little glass thing that holds the Q-tips. And on the top of it is like a cork. Like, <laughs> yeah. It sits in there. It's not like airtight. It just sits. So... Every shower, I take the cork thing off the Q-tips with my left hand, and I rifle it to my right hand back here. I don't look. And, buddy, I'm telling you right now, I catch it 
99 times out of 100. Okay. So, and that is a very mundane thing that I'm weirdly proud of. I think okay. it, I think it goes back to my years of bartending, but there you I go. appreciate that. Yeah. Um, my number two star, and I started doing this last year, and it actually has made a difference in my life. I make my bed every morning now. How has it made a difference in your life? Because I start out the day doing something productive, and I swear oh. to God, it carries it forward. Like That's it's smart, so dumb, but like, yeah, it, I, I don't know. I feel like if you look at most successful people, they probably make their bed. So. Well, right now I'm sleeping with a four year, uh, six year old that somehow takes up an entire king size bed. So, yeah. uh, so I, I don't know which way to go with this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this one. All right. So my number two star is, I, <coughs> e- even now, this is m- more prior to having a child, but I was always great at relating to kids, like coaching yeah. down little kids. And I think, and one of my buddies commented on it once, his kids are older, they're out of college. Um, he commented on it once. He goes, you know what it is? He goes, I figured it out. He goes, you talk to them on their level. He goes, you don't talk to them like an adult. You talk yeah. to them as like a peer, <clears throat> excuse me. And he goes, if you ever have kids, it's going to, it's going to work out for you that, that relationship. And it's just always something I've been good at. Okay. So that's a good thing to be good at. dude. Yeah. Um, my number one star, this is going to be sound so cocky, but like making somebody's day, it's like the smallest thing. So like, you know, like when you cash out at a gas station, they're like, have a nice day. And you're like, yeah, have a nice day. I always make sure I say I have the best day. And then they kind of like, they look up and they're like, oh, wow. Just like a little something like that yeah. I think actually fucking carries a lot of weight. And like now I'm friends with everybody, like pretty much every stewards around here. They know who I am when I walk in. <laughs> kind of nice. So, uh, yeah, just, just fucking do just that little extra something, dude. So now my number one star sounds like shit compared to you trying to make the world a better place. That's what I do. And this is how I thought of this. Cause I got a new hat and, uh, I'll send you the picture when we hang, when we finish. So I, I so my sister-in-law and my father-in-law both went to Dartmouth, right? Mm-hmm. And we go up there every year for homecoming. It's great. I love it up there. Uh, we go to Woodstock, Vermont and we, we barely go to campus anymore, <laughs> but we have a fun time. Uh, so years ago they got me a Dartmouth hockey hat, right? Nice hat. And I wear it all the time for work. So it stinks. It's not a, it's not a trucker cap. It's like a regular baseball hat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's smells like, it's always like a double dog dare to my daughter. I'm like, Oh, you want to smell dad's hat? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I had it sitting out and my sister-in-law saw it. So she got me a new one for Christmas and I have a picture of them side by side. It's horrific. Like you can't, it's like you, that was that color. Uh-huh. We should put it out on the morning skate <laughs> socials. But um, this is what made me think of this three stars. So it's been sitting there. I haven't worn it. It's been sitting there. And I grabbed it the other day to go out, do something. And it was from the store. So it wasn't yeah. curved. I am excellent. This is how I came up with these three stars. I am excellent in making a hat curve. Okay. I think I'm pretty decent at it too. But yeah. yeah. And that's that's something to be proud of. I mean, it's not people. I mean, and I don't get me wrong. I know I wear some flat brims now, but uh, I used to be like the hard curve. You know, I still have some hats like that. Yeah. And uh, I'm excellent at making it. And shout out to my buddy who I haven't seen in years, Jack Venezia. He he was like, you take it and you push it against this side of your head and you push it against that side of your head. That's how he does it. He has a he has a mild curve like you do on your head. I always kind of just like go like that's how I do it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Making making curved hats. All right, yeah. guys. Well, that's what we had for the podcast. Oh. Uh, again, puckcups.com. Follow them at puckcups. Check those. Tag out. us. We can keep track and we'll they'll they'll pick a winner. 
Brown, do you have anything else for the people? I have one last thing because it's February 1st today when we're recording, which is the beginning of Black History Month. And I always end the podcast with shout outs to Jerome McGinley. But I wanted to give you a little uh, fact filled information about Jerome McGinley in honor of Black History Month. He was the first black NHL player to record 1,000 points. He was also the first black NHL player to score 50 goals in a season. He was the first black athlete to win gold at the Winter Olympics in 2002 because he got the primary apple on the golden goal. Remember, Sid mm-hmm. Iggy? You know how I touched that fuck? Did I ever tell you that? It was in the Hall of Fame in a lucite case, and there was a hole like this big, and they you were allowed to stick your finger in the hole and touch it. Yeah, so I stuck my finger in the hole and touched the puck that Iggy passed to Sid. And then lastly, he's the fourth uh, black player to be entered in the Hockey Hall of Fame. So... In honor of his greatness and the fact that we'd like him to come on the podcast, and I'm mildly obsessed with him, shout out to Jerome McGinley, as always, and even more so today. I appreciate that. Guys, thank you for tuning in. We are going to be back next week. We're going to get we're going to write the ship here and get some more podcasts out. So. There you go. Like um, it. Take it easy. We'll see you next week. See you.